Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Dean Davis to flip, still in COVID formation. Hopefully you're staying safe, even though some states have opened up. Hopefully you're not one of the idiots, and that's going to be one of the first stories we're going to jump into. My name is Kenneth Davis. You know him. His name is... D. DeMond Spurrow. What's happening, everybody? Hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D. And Davis Show. Once again, it's at D. And Davis Show. Click on our bio link and take you to everywhere we are, YouTube, uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, everywhere, all right? Simply search for the D. And Davis Show. Uh, subscribe, rate, share, all that good stuff. I'm on Twitter and IG at DeMond's one D-E-M-O-N-Z-E-1. Sydney Brown hand is right there, so I'm gonna go to him next time. <laughs> uh, main man, partner in crime, uh, Kenneth Davis. You can find Ken on Twitter and IG at That's Davis, executive producer of the Dean Davis Show and everything that we do. Dean Davis to flip, Ryan Bukovsky, Ryan's on Twitter at Ryan B. Ski and IG at Ryan B. Ski One. And our main man, Sydney Brown, you can follow him on IG and Twitter at SidKid80 and read all his articles on WeAreRegalRadio.com. I got the uh, BT jams on in the background. Of course, it's on mute. But uh, what's, what's playing? I think it's "What Have You Done for Me Lately" since it's Janet Jackson's birthday. Oh, is today her birthday? I think it's today or it was yesterday. It was one or the other. I think it's today, though. But, um, yes, yeah, a birthday, like I said, today. Yes, but still, she's so fine on here, and I was so young back then. So I didn't did, know did that I would have unprotected out? sex with her until oh I just goodness. watched it now. Oh, my god! This song had to come out in, like... 80 what? It's somewhere between, like, 84 and 87, because the Rhythm Nation came out in, like, 89 or 88. Because this is the one, this is her second album. The first one didn't do well. This one, they sent her out to Minneapolis to get the Minneapolis sound. She ended up with uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. So mm-hmm. I, I really want to say 84, I want to kind of say this came out, but it could have been a year or two later, but this was the one that, that shot through the roof. Yeah. What, so Janet Jackson, about what? Go, go, go ahead, see it. What's the name of the song again? Uh, what have you done for me lately? Oh, uh, that was the Control album made in 86. Okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Right. So what, Jenny Jackson's, Jenny Jackson's what, 53, 54 maybe? I don't know. 54. Okay. 54? Born on May 16th today. Yeah. Yeah, she, wow. can, catch, she can catch it. Yeah, right. Another reason why we should hate Justin Timberlake. Oh, facts. Oh, yeah. It's total mm-hmm. facts. We yeah. with you. We're totally with you on that. And I he mean, he, he, wasn't one, he wasn't a true kid, but he wasn't the one who blackballed her. But you 100% right, man. He, he, yeah, get no, on no. the defense. Whoa, 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 whoa. Look, wait, wait. Let's I move as in blackball him. Let's move as in blackball him. Bro. I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. He didn't get blackball. She got blackball. Let's move as out there touching people and blackballing ladies. Uh, he's the one out there. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, give all the shade, throw all the stones at Justin Timberlake, man. I, I feel you on that one. He even, he haven't uh, owned up to it. And That's the thing with me, not addressing yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she had an album coming out that was right after that. And they she had a book that they he shelved. Oh, she had a book? She had a book. She didn't he, oh, but CBS, that. CBS, whatever, whatever book company it was, mm-hmm. she had a book coming out. Let's move as killed that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Getting back to what we were just saying about the COVID formation. Uh, the Daily Beast, the Daily Beast spoke with several Illinois residents who shared plans to travel this weekend to Wisconsin. 
While they generally said that they were aware of the COVID, the co, I'm sorry, coronavirus-related travel concerns, they echoed a simmering national debate about how long the economies uh, can be placed in hibernation. Anthony Hersick, 22, from Ingleside, Illinois, said that he had some friends and were planning on crossing the border to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, uh, to head to some bars and clubs in the area. He said, I'm a little worried about COVID, but uh, we're here to support our friends, he told the Daily Beast, uh, as long as we follow the rules. Hersick said that he and friends were close with some of the local DJs in Lake Geneva, and they want to financially support them. Uh, Kate Shineman, 32, is an Illinois resident and healthcare worker who planned on taking a trip to Wisconsin this weekend with a group of friends by motorcycle. She said they would practice social distancing and didn't want to enter any establishments that are overly crowded. I want to enjoy my summer, but safely. Uh, then uh, this last lady, uh, Gina Bina, uh, 43, is from Northern Illinois. Said her, her, name is, her name is Gina Bina? Yeah, Gina, and then it's B-E-E-N-A. Oh, that's cool parents right there. Yeah, Gina Bina. Gina Bina. Gina Bina is from Northern Illinois. So her uh, family took a drive to uh, Iowa last weekend. It was worth an hour and a half drive because we could uh, enter the stores as a family. She said it was awesome seeing other families with young kids shopping too. <laughs> Golly. Well, I did see the interview. Not at the interview. I saw the story about the woman who is a nurse from Illinois, worked in the county, Northern County, Illinois. Uh, but went up to a bar and was hanging out, no mask, no nothing, in a tight bar. She mm. said to the reporter or the TV crew, like, yeah, I'm a nurse down in Illinois. And folks was like, she had a Packers t-shirt on too. So, for, so uh. you, got people, you got people on there on a, on a, on a, on the story in the comments talking about Bump Hush, she a Packers fan. Hey, mm. gee, good context right there. Good context. Hey, and, and how you going to be a nurse? You supposed to know all the rules and regulations to, to uh, social distancing and you have to go back into a, a hospital and work with these folks mm-hmm. and you out here partying. Listen, mm-hmm. I understand people want to get out. You can drink at home. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Sit on your front porch. Sit on your back porch. <laughs> <laughs> sit on the curb if you, sit on the curb if you get to. Put uh, parentheses during COVID. During COVID. <laughs> oh, no, I, do it, I do it all the time. I was, I was drinking in my basement way before Kobe came around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, COVID turned me to the alcohol. <laughs> Damn you, COVID. I was just a sober person before this whole thing took over. Uh, it's disheartening. I mean, like you just said, one talking about that later as a nurse and yeah. the spread, the contagions that she could carry back to that hospital and spread along all those people that are already in compromised situations if you're already in the hospital. You know, that's, it's ridiculous, but you're dealing with people, even if that's her job, she's living in this alternate reality that a lot of other people are living in right now. And like, you're right about that one. Here in Chicago, I mean, listen, it's about to, it's gonna be very interesting in the next couple months. Because, and I hate to say that it should be, it's gonna be interesting, but it's gonna be interesting to see this next spike, right? Since everyone feels fancy free, all right, you're going to have more hooking up. You're going to have more fluids exchanging. I was just uh, reading a, a newspaper clip today. I was going to put it in the show, but I didn't, uh, talking about how they were going to do movie theaters moving, uh, uh, moving mm-hmm. forward or whatever. Well, uh, how are they going to do it? I'm very, I am they're interested. They're going to practice social distance. So are they going to remove chairs? They, yeah, they're going to remove chairs, and you're, you're going to have to, you're going to be spaced out, even though you're still in the movie theater with people. With the circulation of the air. Thank yeah. you, D. That's the thing, right? <laughs> they're going to leave the door open. That's exactly. Nothing like that movie theater where the back exit door is open, like that mm. back, that, that emergency door right there. Just leave it, let, let the wind blow. You got to let the wind blow up in here. Or whatever, but listen, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so in the tip. It's regardless. Uh, I mean, listen, one of my higher ups uh, made a comment 
the other day talking about, look, I'm not coming back to the office after fall, right? Mm. And I mean, it's just, just the truth. I mean, it's going to be interesting. For instance, I have um, Kelsey, right? Mm-hmm. So three days out of the week, usually I do Kelsey's 10 o'clock class with her. The other two days after, no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is going to be people like her because she's so young. Uh, watching the news today, they were talking about how, uh, I think it was Paul Ballas. I saw Paul Ballas talking today. And he was saying how, you know, they're probably going to stagger days when kids can go in. They may take the high schools and put the smaller kids in there because they can spread them out more. You're not going to eat in the lunchroom anymore. They're going to bring the food to the room that you're going to eat. Really? But it's the real small kids that's the problem because it's hard for them to remote learn compared to the older high school kids. So the high school kids don't necessarily have to be there. But the smaller kids, you know, interaction is part of them growing up. Yes. So it's part of learning is what I'm trying to say. So, again, my last point is this is going to be interesting when all these people that's been like, it's a hoax, it's a hoax. And when they start getting that vid and them COVID toes, it's going to be like, we're going to have to put D out there to do the heckler. Yeah, I'll, I'll heckle for you, no problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say one of the uh, many industries that's going to be in trouble after this is the movie industry. Even before the COVID situation, uh, the movie industry, uh, the theaters were in trouble anyway because not too many people were going, especially during the daytime, because most people traditionally were going at night, even though the prices were up. So now with everything so Netflix and Hulu and all these other streaming services, do you really have uh, the, the desire to go out to the movie theaters? I don't. Not to me, people did even even before this COVID situation. Right? Uh, you know, for me, I think it's going to be interesting, like Ken said, when that weather starts turning up and, like, everybody's hearing how it might not even be, what, the earliest a vaccine could come might be next summer. So everyone's just imagining they're going to have to go through another winter and they're going to miss out on all of the summer stuff that they love. You know people are going to be pushing the boundaries and so many people just don't care and they're going to be out there and they're going to be doing their thing instead of maybe doing some of the summer stuff they like in a responsible way, but you know that's not going to happen. And it's just going to get worse and worse, especially once the governor starts opening everything up. I want to play, I want to paint a rosier picture for this. So... I think we're all responsible people right here on this on this uh in this on the show right now, and I think that we're going to do things in the sense of kind of like in a we're still going to be doing social distancing to an extent, right? Even to like even when you break it down like from a hundred percent to ninety nine, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we have, maybe we'd be able to go to a store here here there that we probably wouldn't able wouldn't have been able to go to, but we're still going to be practicing, right? The reason why I say that is. I don't know if the spike is going to be as bad as it once was because you're still going to have a good amount of people that's still going to be social distancing, probably still working remotely from home. They're going to have their kids at home, so it won't be too many, you know, saying summer school or summer programs. You still going to have people out there, no doubt, it's going to go up, but I don't think it's going to be as high if everybody was out there. So that's the only rosy picture that I will paint. That's, no, what they're going to do in the leg back up? What are you going to do when they open the leg back up? But this is the thing, though. I don't, I don't think it's going to be as that many people as it could be. Look, did you see those gonna be, gonna be people out there, out there on, the, on, the north, on the north side when, when the leg was open? And it's, listen, it's going to be hot days in a row. 
you're talking about people move to Chicago, especially it's not our part of Chicago, but certain parts to be out, to be fraternizing or whatever. I people you. gonna be in the and as soon as they open those restaurants up. <laughs> Wait a minute. So this is interesting. Chanel showed me this clip. I think it was on GN or somebody. They were saying like how restaurants are gonna open back up, but they're gonna put their dining room, they're gonna put their tables in the parking lots if they have one, right? So they're gonna be able to do the social distancing there. So people can still go to the restaurant but it won't be outside inside it'll be outside i still think yeah some people are going to going to are going to do that but ken to your point talking about how people was out on the lakefront before i think now because of how many people have had the case how many people have died i think a lot of people are worried about being out and about and as ryan said the vaccine won't be in, won't be around until sometime next year i don't think it's going to be that many people is it going to be a lot of people? Yes. Oh, oh, no. I just don't think it's going to be as many people as we as we saw before. That's my you're, that's my only You're talking about people with common sense. Yeah. You're not incorporating any of these lunatics that we see on TV all the time. The idiots are going to be there. I'm talking about the people with common sense. The but common the idiots, sense idiots are going to get us there. The idiots are going to get us people with common sense sick, sick because they're going to be all mixing up everything everywhere. But you just said right there. You're going to still be practicing practicing social distancing. I'm sure Ryan is. I'm sure Sid is. We're still going to be doing everything in a responsible way. So our percentage of being out there with the with the folks out there, the dumb dumbs out there spreading it, I think it's going to be lesser. I'm not uh, saying it's going to be. Let me ask you this: What do you wear when you lesser. go outside? Hmm? What when you go to the store? What do you have on? What's your PPE? Oh, I have masks and gloves on. Oh, you okay. know what? Not, not so much. I don't do the gloves like that because. <sighs> It's a whole other thing with the gloves. But what's, the, no, no, what's, what's with the gloves? What's the gloves? Well, the one th with the one thing with the gloves is I think a lot of people, you have to really know how to use the gloves when you're out and about. So you can touch things, no doubt, and you still you still uh, can, um, yeah. touch things with it. But if you, it's easier to just wash your hands after you have finished. With the gloves, you, you're still touching stuff. People drop them, people dump them, whatever like that. So it's easy just to come home, wipe everything down, wash your hands, and boom, that's it. So I, either I way, it's fine. I rock with the gloves, but I also have hand sanitizer. So hand sanitizer when I come too. from the store, I wipe my hand, the gloves with the sanitizer, my steering wheel, my doorknobs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When I get home is when I take my mask and my gloves off. Yeah, like you say, the, the worst part about this is the wipe, like the wipe down, bringing the stuff in the house. Yes. Oh it's yeah. The most, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. the, even though it, oh, it hit me, it, it was like, damn, shouldn't we been doing this shit anyway? Very true. Bringing all this stuff into your crib and just be like, hey, it's safe, forget it. Right? Like, we should probably have been doing this in the first place. Yeah, people probably don't mean this forever. I, you should. This is like when people, this first, I like to, I watch American Pickers. And a lot of the old, old people that they go visit, or maybe they're already dead, they started to hoard or pick because they grew up in a depression and they didn't throw anything away. So it's just how something, something so significant can alter what you do is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, to me, it makes more sense, even though, you know, I, the, the only point where, when, where what you're saying, I think is going to be a problem is that, that when people go out with more regularity, they're going to slip up more often because right now we have a heightened sense of awareness when it comes to this. Right. But when, when moving around, it becomes semi-normal again. That's when people are going to accidentally touch their noses and stuff and, and not really think about it like we did before. You know what I'm saying? This this took place. So that's my only thing thinking about it. That, yeah, I'm just trying to I'm just trying to paint a little bit of rosy of a picture. I think it's still gonna be it's still gonna it's it's gonna be an uptick. And I'm I'm with you, Ken. I'm very interested to see what things are gonna look like. Uh what's this May? So probably the end of June, July, and August mm -hmm. across the country. I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh Senate Majority Leader. Well, go ahead, Sydney. 
No, I'm just saying real quick, you're starting to see in these states like uh, Georgia and Florida and going back to the restaurants, dining outside, you're starting to see them do that already, but they're only letting people in, only a few people in by reservation only. So I want to see if if the city of Chicago and everybody else across the country pick up on the same thing. I heard reservation. I heard reservation only. I heard disposable menus. No more of those plastic menus. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you said, Ken. I think this has definitely changed the way we do things day to day, probably forever. You know, yeah. Yeah. In, in some answer, I don't know if it's going to be too extreme, but in some cases, some instances, it's going to change the way we do everything forever. Dear Davis, the flip. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said on Thursday that he was mistaken in claiming that Obama administration had failed to leave a pandemic playbook for the Trump White House. I was wrong, McConnell said in an evening interview with Fox uh, News. They did leave behind a plan, so I clearly made a mistake in that regard. This is what he said. Uh, Prior, this is what he said. We want to be early, ready for the next one, because clearly the Obama administration did not have, leave this administration any kind of game plan for something like this, McConnell said on Monday during a, uh, a virtual interview with Laura Trump. Uh, the president's daughter-in-law and campaign advisor. This shit is ridiculous. First of all, I ain't even here to defend Obama. I, I kind of hate that since he has black, I gotta d- jump in for the man or whatever. That's I'm not. I'm not even here for that. <laughs> and the fact that machine gun Mitch is just always on some fuckery, right? And like said, and listen, Mitch McConnell is one of the brightest political minds of this generation. Political. Well, not to say you like what he's doing. He plays the game at a higher level than a lot. All right. Like he when he plays the game. He's like Rick Flair, the dirtiest player in the game. He's a, he plays his game well with, with reckless abandonment to say the least. Uh, so for him to actually say he didn't notice is stupid. All right. In the first place, because I mean, I listen. I'm a layman, and we all knew that they had, they had left behind the pandemic stuff or whatever. Yeah. But it's just you know. Again, I didn't add it in this, and then of course you have the uh, Obama Gate thing that Trump has been. Uh, propping up of late, which is what you do when you in trouble for some shit when you wasn't handling your business. Like, you make up know, something. Yeah, you step out on your old lady and be like, what you talking about? Ricky be over there cheating all the time. <laughs> 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 you listen, I doubt when he wouldn't even like that. He, he'd be cheating, cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I had a buddy of mine ended up getting caught. Uh, his, like, this he was in college. Um, this dude was getting to this girl, right? Cause he got caught up on some shit. And I guess she was using my buddy as a standard. And the dude was like, man, he be doing that shit too. <laughs> so oh. his, girl came back, his girl came back to the dorms upset. Oh, man. Like, oh, I, thought was one of, I thought she was one of the good ones. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, one, th- one thing I will say was kind of interesting about the whole thing with Mitch McConnell. So as you say, Ken, he first said, like, oh, no, Obama didn't leave nothing. And he was doing it on a Trump, like, kind of like a campaign web, web town hall kind of a thing, right? Right. The way he corrected himself was on Fox News. So that same audience, I would think, translates from platform to platform. So I'm interested. It wasn't as if, like, oh, he corrected himself on CNN or he corrected himself on MSNBC or C-SPAN, whatever like that. He corrected himself on Fox News. So I'm very interested to see how that audience takes it because he made he he said one thing but then he corrected himself in the same little universe so guys i i mean i don't know i don't know if it's going to mean anything but i know one thing him saying that is going to be in every joe biden um political ad Mm -hmm. it should be in every joe biden political ad right there trump saying the cupboards was bare Mush McConnell. No, they left something. I, I was mistaken. They did leave something for the pandemic. So I would think if anybody, any kind of political savviness, 
would have that clip and use it throughout the summer and fall? Uh, for me, when I heard about this, like everybody basically for, I don't know, the last 20 so years, I would say at least around the time when HIV popped up, I feel like the government in general, just period, due to partisanship, has really failed us in preparation for any type of this thing happening. So everybody deserves a hand in the blame. Mm -hmm. Now, in terms of reacting to it, too bad, so sad. You're the president of when it happened. Obama wasn't the president. If Obama was the president and he reacted poorly, he'd be lambasted as well. Everybody, any president before him, if they were president when this happened and they failed to do it and social media has it everywhere, you're going to get lambasted. Too bad, so sad. That's what we talk about in sports all the time. Wrong place, wrong time. You can't help that. It's yes. a story. It's the history. You can't change anything. So he should be worried not about trying to blame someone for not having preparation. You, like, when we talk about baseball coming back, South Korea is so far ahead of us in terms of testing and preparation and handling this. Compared to us, like the idea of bringing back sports is very dangerous compared to South Korea. And that is due to the president's handling, and yet he's the one pressuring them all to come back. But remember, he said, I take no responsibility. There it is. Governors need to do what they need to do. When I look bad, uh, when I look good, I'm the one that did everything. They don't do anything. I brought the best economy this country's ever seen. Yeah, yeah. I did, motherfucker. But everything else, I have nothing to do. If it's bad, yeah. I, I didn't touch it. If it's good, it's right. all about me. Mm. I'm washing my hands of it. Very yeah. childlike, to say the least. Um, yeah. See, again, what do you think? It's what we deserve. Uh, call, yeah, call me crazy, but what, what's the uh, 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 politician's uh, obsession with President Obama? Call me crazy, but he's been out of office for four years. What has he done to y'all? He, he's minding his, his own business, raising his family, taking care of his own business, and y'all still want to pick at the man? Maybe I'm missing something, but I'm like CNN's Don Lemon. What's your obsession with me? I, I've been out of life for four years, and you can't handle your own business? And like, like you guys say, man, trying to blame me? Blame me for what? I have nothing to do with this. Yeah, I, you know what's always been crazy, crazy to me is the fact that he says, well, you know what, we didn't have any tests for this with Trump. We never had, we didn't have any tests for this. The last administration leaves in the test. You idiot. There was no such thing as COVID-19 three years ago. So how could somebody, how could somebody make a test for something that they, it wasn't even around? You know what I'm saying? So, but that, but that leads, that leads to what we've been saying. Everything that's good, give me praise. Anything is bad, I'm blaming somebody else. And it's, it's, it's curious, not curious, it's sad that, you know what I'm saying, the President of the United States is doing this. Real quick, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but Howard Stern, who used to be pretty cool with uh, Donald Trump, but he's been like breaking him over the coals since he's been a president. But on his show, he went after the voters. He went after uh, Donald Trump's supporters. He said, listen, he was like, basically, I don't even want you in the country. Like, I don't mm -hmm. like you. He said, I hate you. He said... He said, Donald Trump is doing his thing. He said, it's one thing for him to do this thing, but it's another thing to support for, for you to support him. Mm -hmm. And I'm very curious, and I'd like to hear y'all thoughts on this. I'm very curious to see how his listeners are going to react to this because people who are Howard Stern fans are hardcore Howard Stern fans. And it's not as if he needs the money because Howard Stern is so damn rich. He's, I think he owns like a good percentage of Sirius XM. So through the stocks, whatever. But uh, I'm very curious to see if his listeners are going to turn on him because I think the listeners were the, are the same as 
at least a, maybe a good percentage of them are Trump supporters. So what do you all think about that? I think people can, uh, some people will because they're just, they're just zealots when it comes to Trump. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, some people can uh, chew gum and walk too and can sit there and still enjoy the quality of the interview and the show of how, Howard Stern. And Even still, though he said he hates you? Yeah, I think you, you can still, I mean, I think some people can compartmentalize it because they enjoy Howard Stern that much. I mean, think about it like this. If you're paying for Sirius because of Howard Stern, that's part of the reason why Sirius snatched him up anyway mm-hmm. so they can get those subscriptions up. Uh, you you already a, a huge fan. You're, you're giving him your money. Like we listen to radio for free. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you 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 pay monthly because you enjoy him that much. Some people will be turned off by it, and some people I think will just compartmentalize it and just keep moving on. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I don't think it's going to affect Howard Stern that much. Yes, he's going to lose uh, lose some listeners, but it's not going to be enough where he's going to go away and we never hear from him again. Like you mentioned, he's built up so much capital. He has so much popularity that it's he's not going to lose enough listeners to affect to affect him that much. So I don't think it's going to be as big as people want it to be. D, with your question, I I honestly don't know. I I, I feel like. I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist with his voters a little bit. They just like lie in the weeds and they love this dude so much. I, I don't know how many of them are seriously turned off since he took over office. How many of them are really going to be like, I'm definitely not voting for this guy. I, I definitely could see either scenario and I don't know which one's more likely. Hmm. Okay. All right. After weeks of only treating emergencies, dentists in Illinois can now resume offering routine dental care, though there will be changes to offices visits to, uh, to limit the spread of COVID-19. Yet many dentists say that they're uh, struggling to find ad- adequate personal protection, uh, protective equipment amid a national shortage, a potential roadblock to fully reopening. So I put this in here because I want to know how soon are any of you guys going to plan on going to the dentist? Man, uh, the missus is that's one thing that she stays up on is us going to the dentist. We go to the dentist that she uh always went to. Mm-hmm. Um, she definitely like I say midway through that she's like, man, we didn't miss a dentist appointment, and she be on it. like she knows has never had a cavity in her life, so she's be on it. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. And we How go quickly to a you small put their hands in your mouth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna drop this COVID right here. <laughs> and it's a small practice. <laughs> uh, a lady owns it. Uh, I think she's like maybe her late fifties, early sixties, but her own private office, uh, private private practice. And I think it's her and maybe three other assistants. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that. I, I guess we just got to see what kind of protection that they're going to have. Are they going to have a full shield? Are they going to be walking around with that hazmat suit you talked about last weekend with the battery? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I vaping. Don't know the, yeah, vape. Hold on. I, gotta... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's that's going to be interesting, man. That's going to be very interesting. See it? Uh, it's it's going to be a while before I go back to the dentist. I want to see how things work out. Like you guys said, as long as they don't do anything funny to my mouth, I'm I'm good to go. Said funny to your mouth. Wait. When does he when do they cross the line and it gets funny, Sydney? Break that part down. He's like, hold on, you get funny now, motherfucker. <laughs> Why you rubbing my tongue like that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have a smooth tongue. Hold on, sir. <laughs> you have crossed the line. <laughs> right. Uh 
I don't know. I was actually thinking about this like last month, believe it or not. Like I definitely need to see a dentist. I feel mm -hmm. like I need a cleaning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know. Cause like part of me really believes I had it. So I think I might be immune till the fall. So I was wondering if maybe I should go see sometime in the, in the summer, maybe after things reopen a little bit. Last maybe deal going dormant. Peak. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I just go ahead and try to sneak one in. Hmm. What about you, Ken? Um, no, nah, I need to go to the dentist, but I'm not. Uh, only thing I may do is it cross my mind during this discussion. I, I need a colonoscopy, so I may do that in like August mm -hmm. or something. But I'm gonna let that COVID at the hospital die down a little bit before I just go into that bad boy. Well, like, yeah. you could social distance pretty well with the other one, at least. As far as uh, are you talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I actually not not really. I mean, I'm sure they have on equipment. Like you're not sleep, and there's two people in the room with you. There's one guy just ramming a thing inside of you. Yeah. So, you, you hold a hand to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> hold my hands. <laughs> just bear down. Okay. Ain't that what Monique said? You just gotta bear down. No, so I know, I know, I know. I gotta go get that because uh, just to make sure that if I have polyps, which I probably will, hopefully they're benign. So, so, so do you get one every year? No, it's like you have to get it. So, for instance, it's like this. Um, I got it, and I was my doctor informed me this year. Um, I knew the results. I knew that they were the polyps they found were benign, but she said that they're um, basically like uh, three different kinds like a benign one, one that's a mix, and then the bad one, and the one that I had is a mix. So that means I have to go back because there's, there's a risk there of, mm -hmm. of, of a cancer developing or whatever, mm -hmm. knock on wood. Um, so um, definitely, and it's one of those, so I, I mean, I know I was going to do it. I mean, I was going to do it in February. Like, that's really when it was like uh, I had a schedule. Like, it, it's kind of already, I had the prescription for the stuff you have to take, this go-life stuff that's terrible that you have to drink and it just it just runs you out so there's no fecal matter out. really yeah there's no fecal matter in your rectum or anything like that so um i had that and it was like you know so whenever just you know set it up or whatever but yeah i'm not stepping into the hospitals like i said maybe in uh, august I'll, I'll go and get it taken care of but i definitely need to get it taken care of but i'm not going to risk that and have somebody mess around in my mouth mm. Yeah, I, I I I have seen a few stories about how people are like really want to get back and going to the dentist. Some people are very particular and are very cautious about their teeth, which you should be. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have been hearing a, quite a few stories. It's interesting you bring the story up. I've been hearing a, quite a few stories about people trying to get back, trying to get to the dentist. But I'm with you, man. I, I just I have to know exactly what kind of PPE that they have or what they're using. I'm sure, I would think most dentist offices that you would regularly go to uh, will probably send something out to you talking about, okay, this is the steps that we're going to take. Right. Uh, it probably go, you know what, it might even extend to what Sid said about how with restaurants, like only, only reservations and since only appointments only. I know you say it's, it's probably some dentist office you can just kind of walk in and try to see like, hey, can I get a cleaning? I'm sure it happens. Mm -hmm. but it's probably going to be very strict on all. You got to set an appointment because, you know, we just can't have anybody my uh my mom went to the dentist office. last week because she had uh tooth pain she had to go oh wow how was that experience how what happened she had to get antibiotics she had an infection Ooh. whoa yeah Ooh. she had to go yeah damn bro but she just spricked a little coke on that <laughs> hold on ma <laughs> 
Wait a minute. Numbness is uh, a side effect. Do y'all remember when I had that tooth infection? Yeah. When the, the popcorn got stuck in my, my tooth? Yeah, yeah. Man, that was oh, some yeah, serious. Yeah, man, yeah. Chanel, Chanel was like, boy, I wish I would have took a picture of you because you looked like shit. Mm. I was like, damn, baby, I look that bad. She's like, you look bad. <laughs> I was like, damn, <laughs> I look bad. My mom whole mouth, my hand straight up like crack jaw. You better take it easy on the popcorn during the COVID quarantine. Amen. Right? I said, you know what? I haven't, I still eat it, but I don't eat it as much as I used to. I don't eat it as much as I, yeah, but I love popcorn. That's like the, the story of your yeah. life, D. Everything, you don't eat as much as you used to. True. I don't. I don't. You pretty much exit out after you've had enough of it. <laughs> I, I, I am, I'm, a, I'm that kind of person. I can cut something off real quick. I, 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 that's just one of my characteristics, I guess. But I'm waiting I, for you to go all, uh, all meat diet because you cut off everything else. I'm just like, you know what? And no fish. <laughs> Give me that protein. Bring me that pig's ass. Drink it all over here. How <laughs> showed uh, a pig's ass? No, but. I, I, listen, man, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen with, with folks in their teeth. Ben Davis flip. Uh, two NFL cornerbacks are facing multiple charges after an incident at a party Wednesday night in South Florida. The New York, Gi- the New York Giants, uh, DeAndre Baker and the Seattle Seahawks, Quentin Dunbar, each facing four counts of armed robbery with a firearm, while Baker is facing an additional four counts of aggravated assault with a firearm after two allegedly robbed guests at a party in Miramar, Florida. The Miramar police uh, said on Thursday, according to TMZ, uh, Baker and Dunbar were at a cookout at a home in Miami area on Wednesday night playing cards and video games when the argument started. Baker then allegedly whipped out a semi-automatic pistol, heard an arrest warrant. Baker allegedly directed two other individuals, one of whom Dunbar, and then they started to rob, uh, started robbing the guests. They allegedly took thousands of dollars in cash, several watches, and other valuables from individuals at the party and threatened to shoot uh, people before leaving the house. I Damn. believe, I think Dunbar, one of them's turned himself Baker. in. Baker has, Baker's turned himself in. But Dunbar's Dunbar undecided. undecided. Yeah. I like it. I'm not deciding if I'm turning myself in right now while we, <laughs> we robbing motherfuckers out here in the streets with these NFL contracts. He <laughs> went straight. He reverted so quick. It's like, you know what? I'm going back in the day on this. <laughs> Rob all these motherfuckers. <laughs> what the fuck is going Wait on? Wait a minute. They were playing video games, basically drinking. Yep. In Florida, no social distancing. Uh-huh. Playing video, video playing video games. What they got pissed at somebody was like the argument broke out. And Shelly was like, "We about to run. We about to rub all these motherfuckers." But you it was like, once we started, I can't stop. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's like, yeah, what, right, Ryan. Once we get to starting this, I, I got to do the full revolution. <laughs> I'm we going. I'm surprised they ain't start making full strip. Like, get get out of your clothes. So, so what game <laughs> you think they was playing? Um, that's a good question. Two K. I, mm, Madden? I'm about to say Madden. They football say players. Madden, yeah. Madden, Fortnite? Madden, Fortnite, or Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty. How the hell are you going to rob somebody over Call of Duty? Hey, you it's didn't, that you didn't have my back last time. You let him get shot. Matter of fact, how about this? Let me shoot your ass. <laughs> and look, Baker's Baker Baker a first round pick. I mean, he got, what? listen, it's the back of the first round, but he a first round pick. All right. From last year, Shotty was just like, you know what about this career? Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who put, who put a strap out first? Or oh, they both had something on them? Baker is the leader. Yeah. Baker told Dunbar. It's like, all allegedly, too. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Once it's on the ESPN, that's, that's facts, baby. But they don't play they did say, the lawyer said they had like five witnesses affirm that they weren't at this party for one of them. They were not at the party? Hey, right. 
It was somebody else. <laughs> was it a situation like OJ stealing back his own stuff? It was like, you owe me money anyway, motherfucker. So you know what? Run that stack. That'd be the best case scenario. Like, you owe me the money. Like I just took it back. All right. Damn. That's wild. Yeah, that's wild hunters right there. People out here doing a thing. But listen, speaking of... Uh, Having a little bit of cash and doing uh, being real stupid. Uh, none of us watched this show, but we're going to bring this topic into it. Oh, I might uh, watch it. You know, uh, Maurice Mofane, who appeared in Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Oh, no, I don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> has been arrested for allegedly <laughs> using millions uh, intended to help small businesses struggling during the corona uh, pandemic. Fane, 37, of Deluca, Georgia, was arrested Wednesday, according to a news release from the Department of Justice Authority, said on April 15th, Fain applied for a loan of $2 million for his Georgia corporation, Flame Trucking, through Paycheck Protection Program intended to stabilize the cratering economy. Within days of receiving the money for his company, Fain allegedly used more than $1.5 million of the PPP loans process to purchase $85,000 in jewelry, including a Rolex, a presidential watch, a diamond bracelet, a 5.7 carat diamond ring for himself and uh, pay $40,000 in child support. Fane is officially accused of bank fraud at an initial appearance in court. Okay, wait a minute. So he used some of the money to pay back some child support. Yeah. Okay, all right. I ain't going to hate you on that one. Uh-huh. But the diamond, ro- but the diamond, but the Rolex and the diamond, it's like, you know what? These po folks don't need no food. <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> you broke motherfuckers. Hey, Did, man. Can we even give him credit on the spousal? Because he didn't pay for it. Yeah, the Ooh. the rest of the block paid for it. Mm. Well, that's true. True, but he still had to pay. You would think he would have to. I don't know if they have to pay that back. So perhaps you don't have to pay it back. So yeah, if you're right, if he. But listen, still to this point, at least he sent something to his kid. Because you know, some guys would be <laughs> like, something. they take that four thousand dollars and put a bracelet on the other wrist. But like, you know what? I was gonna take care of the kids, but uh, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> don't even know if it's mine anyway. <laughs> exactly. <Hey>. <laughs> Look like the mailman. Step stepping out with a fur coat on. <laughs> you ain't get your PPG. Broke motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 In their welfare line. <laughs> How many people? But you know what? I, I saw another story. Uh, I mean, kind of a classic case of unfortunately just uh, greed. Number one, and two, just knowing the right people to get your greed on. How many com- how many companies have we seen like these big multi-million, multi-billion companies or million companies or like that? Yeah, I got three thousand. I mean, three thousand, three million, four million dollars in PPE money. It's like. Jenny Buss, you don't need that money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, situ- not to call her out specifically. The Lakers- but she sent it back, though. She sent it back, though. Yeah, yeah. And, and good for her, too. But it's some companies, I'm sure, it's kind of like, I'm not giving this shit back. And you, and you yeah. got the, you know, the weirdest thing. The stock market is actually doing a little, it's doing better. It's not where it once was, like, 29,000, 30,000. It's kind of like a 23, 24. But I think it's, what, 30 million people? Hell 30 million, job. 30 million yeah. unemployed. That to let people know right there, stocks are going up, but your ad, but people are losing, a quarter of the country of, of working people are out of work, but the stock market is going up. That's the shit that scares me. Mm. 
that's what scares me. Me and the missus be having discussions all the time, and she's talking about, oh, no, when things open back up, you can, you can shop online. Yeah, people going to get their jobs back. People going to be working. I'm like, listen, you don't need the people that work in the brick and mortar anymore. Right. Do you, what, just say 5% of people end up going to the warehouse? What about the other 95%? That's what scares me, that the productivity is still going, is still trucking along. Ken, you and I know somebody who unfortunately just got laid off their gig, um, close to hit close to home to both of us. But I'm sure the company is doing well, still doing well. I know people with my people nine still signing contracts. People still signing contracts. I know people with my gig, uh, my nine to five people got let go. But you know what? We're still doing well. Mm. Automation. I'm learning how to do that actually right now. Learning that program right now. Uh, I'm a part of it. I'm so kind of sad to say, but yeah, I'm a part of it. So you see these companies, see the stock market still going up, but people still losing jobs. Man, that's that's the shit that scares me. Mm. See, see, yeah. So here's the thing. I think the jobs that there have people working from home. Do you really need them to come back to the office or to the place of work? That's one thing. And uh, and another aspect of it is those for the jobs that were eliminated. Are they going to bring those jobs back? Not a lot of them. I don't think so. I don't think so. So the job market is not going to be the same. And another quick point I wanted to bring up, I was actually doing some food shopping yesterday. I had to pick up a couple of other things today. If you notice over the last few weeks, uh, food prices have gone up. So mm -hmm. that's another issue right there. So and like you said, a quarter of, uh, of, of our population in our country lost their jobs. You re you had to scrap for food already. Now the, the things that you, that you used to buy, you can't buy now because the prices have gone up. And there's a lack of food with those, all those plants that had uh, COVID outbreaks in them. That's the real thing, why the prices yeah, are going up. Too, yeah. D, I really like uh, where you're coming from with this because I've always had this thought, especially when automation has really come on the forefront. And, uh, we've talked about it. I'm all about that UVI. We got to really talk about this because yeah. the people at the top, those one percenters, the CEOs, the really high up jobs that are deciding which companies are going to keep jobs, which ones are getting rid, which jobs we're going to bring back after this done. There has been just how over the last, what, 20, 30 years, just jobs cutting away slowly and surely do more at the same job. We bump your pay up and then we get rid of the fat. We get rid of everybody else. And it's like these people wanted to get to a point where they have literally all the wealth and nobody else has anything. And, then what? Then maybe they die because there won't be any more wealth to get or something. Listen, uh, did y'all see the press conference? Not press conference. Well, you kind of like a press conference Trump did yesterday. And I was, I didn't see it live, but I saw clips of it. But I kept hearing these, like, this noise in the background. It's like, what the hell is this noise? It was truck drivers riding around the White House honking their horns, right? So Trump want to spin it. Oh, that them, them horns out there, y'all. That's love. They love me. They that's because <laughs> they they are they're backing what I'm doing, whatever like that. They interviewed somebody out there. It's like, no, we are not here because of him. We're honking our horns because of the industry and how we're just getting basically, no pun intended, ran off the road. Mm -hmm. Like the trucking industry is just it's changing, it's evolving. How many times have we heard stories about selfless drive, self-driving trucks? So you have the, it's coming. Men and women out here in their 18 wheelers are typically entrepreneurs on their own trucks um, or on a couple of trucks and that's their business. And their jobs are probably going to be gone in a matter of what, maybe say 10 to 15 years by the time we're in our fifties. 
And it'll you, just be yeah. all of a sudden, just all everywhere. Oh, cut. Yeah, cut. It's kind of like, so what are these men and women going to do? Where are these businesses going to go? They're going to be gone. Uber has, I think they're one of the main uh, companies that is investing in this, in this uh, self, uh, self-driving trucks. Obviously, you know, there's other companies going to be doing that too. Going to be contracts out through the U.S. government or other companies, UPS, FedEx, uh, USPS, if we still have yeah. a post office around. I don't know. So, but no, nah, man, it's kind of like. Imagine the- how much money we'll make if we cut this job. That's always a thought. It's always a thought. Jose Nunez Romanez uh, was headed to the bank to deposit money so he could buy socks online for his grandfather when he came upon a large, clear uh, plastic bag filled with cash next to an ATM in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Hmm. When I first saw it, I kind of stared at it for a few seconds, not knowing what to do, Nunez said, of a discovery on May the 3rd. I was very shocked. I'd never seen so much money. Nunez, a 19, a criminal justice student at Central New Mexico Community College, said that after initial shock had worn off, he took a picture of the bag. He said that he noticed a tag on the outside of the bag said it contained six hundred, I mean, sixty thousand dollars in twenty dollar bills. The police later counted an additional seventy five thousand dollars in fifty dollar bills. Wow! It never passed through my mind to keep it. Nunez said. <laughs> Nunez first thought about calling uh, the toll free number on the Wells Fargo ATM, but instead dialed nine one one because he didn't want it to seem as if he had been stealing. He said after calling the police, he put the bag in his car, moved it so uh, someone else. Uh, could use the machine. He then called his mother to tell her he was going to be a little late coming home. Two police officers arrived within minutes, took the bag, took Nunez's statement and information. He said his parents expressed amazement and disbelief when he recounted what happened, uh, even if he showed them, uh, even when he showed them the picture. He said, I've, this is a come from an officer. I've seen a lot of stuff in 20 years, but this is a unique, refreshing uh, for the department and city. Bullshit. So, okay, wait, wait, wait let's, kick it, let's kick it off. Me and my guys talked about this on, on our sex chain. Ken, what do you have done? I got, 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 wait, that's a blessing. I know when God's talking to me, it was left, right on the outside. God, God placed that money there for me to t- listen on top of that. Okay. Cause when I first, I, when I go into past this, this uh, article, I never really got delved deep into it because my one question was, was it someone's money? So this was someone, they thought they put the money in ATM and they didn't put the money in ATM. All right. So this is the bank's money. So that means I'm not stealing this from nobody. The bank, you can take care of yourself. All right? It's called FDIC. <laughs> I'll do. I'll, listen, listen. I'm, I'm going to put that in the ride. <laughs> oh, listen, the, the crazy part would be them coming to look for me. I wonder if they would realize that it happened and would go look at surveillance to see necessarily what happened. Because mm-hmm. I don't think, I think that would be something that would cross my mind. But, man, I got to hold on to that. I have to. I have to. I don't. You know what? You said you said he found it at a bank, right? He found it next to the ATM. Okay. All right. He found it next to the ATM. Yeah. It's too, it's too many cameras, man. He would have got popped. He would have got popped, especially ATM because the because the camera is right there at the ATM. So as soon as you walk right. up, they watching you. Don't spend none of it. Put it to the side. Yeah, what, you gonna, what you gonna do with just it? Wait, just wait. Let me tell you. Let me tell okay, you. Okay. Okay. Do. Okay. Okay. What you got? What you you got? sit on that. You sit on that for like a year. Mm-hmm. Right, because if they come to your crib, be like, I was waiting on y'all, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Where y'all been? I was just saying, I'm gonna get the call. I called the number. Come go your money. With your right. house coat, your house coat, do rag on. Right. Eat your cereal. I was waiting Flip-flop. on you, Chauncey. Chauncey. <laughs> y'all so long. There it is. <laughs> over there. See, <laughs> it's right over there. Like, dude, I talked yeah. to a Ron. He said something. I don't know. <laughs> oh man. 
right, what do y'all say? Say, what would you have done? Uh, I would have been like James Evans Sr. on that old episode of Good Times. I would have, out of that 65K, I would have kept like 20 of it and then returned the rest of it back. What happened to the other 20 game? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, you, see know. you letting them know who you are now? That's no. You got to even play. You got to play the game all the way. You just can't play the game at all, right? Mm-hmm. I know, Ryan's Kate. I know you keep. Oh, I'm Let's move on. <laughs> but, hold on. I want to. <laughs> I know, Ryan. I, I know. Me and Ryan is gonna take Bro, that money. I, I would put that. Depending on how I walked up on it, if I saw, if I was like car pulled up, I'd put that thing in there. I'd sit there probably for an hour looking for every camera and deciding how, how, how. What are my chances of getting away? By that with time, I'd have walked up and snatched it while you had been playing around in that car. Like Ryan, where are you? Supposed to be here an hour ago. I'll call you back later. Uh, so, do you saying you would have given it back? Correct. I. Oh. Uh, I would have. This is probably what I would have done. I would have been taking like, a cut. I would have been like half and half. I would have been like, okay, I would have been sitting there probably like for an hour looking for every camera in my car, like pulled out way in the back of the parking lot and just trying to with some and with some, go back some binoculars. Yeah, like, for real. Look, look for <laughs> every camera, detail that shit out, try to see where it's at. Yeah. And then it's like, all right. I'm going to stash this little bit away. Then I'm just going to toss it somewhere. I'm just going to drop it off somewhere. And, and I'm going to try to see if I can't. Yeah. I don't know if I can't. I, can't, I probably can't keep it all. I probably can't keep it all. What you do is this. What? You see that cash. You go park three blocks down the way in the alley, right? Okay. You better have a mask. Listen, matter of fact, every, moving forward, we should all keep a mask in the car. <laughs> That's COVID. That's COVID protection. Oh, what about the that's license PPE. plate? That's PPE. I've got you. That's PPE right there. We, it's in the cars in the alley. Listen, I have not. I have not gotten out the car. I, I saw the bag. I went and stashed the ride. I'm gonna run back up. I'm gonna grab it and I'm gonna take off. Catch me if you can. Catch me too. Mm. Uh, listen, they said that that thing had what 130 thousand dollars up in there, basically. Yeah. yeah. And you think I'm gonna give that back? And it's not some little old ladies, yeah? Some little old ladies be like, "Damn, this her, this her retirement money." All right, cool. Right. I understand you paying it back. This is the bank. Well, this is the biggest crooks out here. I feel you on that, but yes, they are, Ken. You're 100 right about that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd be very interested to see, like, okay, what part of New Mexico? You said Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's is that probably the biggest city in New Mexico? Yes, I believe so. so. I would think they got some type of surveillance around there. It is New Mexico. It's pretty. Well, you said the ATM. Dude, they probably got somebody painting some shit. It's Albuquerque. They ain't got they ain't got that shit whipped up like a real city like that. <laughs> I think he looks like this, sir. <laughs> like, he was black. There's only five of them here, so we know we got all those five. I know, right? Everything's <laughs> clay style. Man. I mean, right? Adobe. <laughs> I mean, you have to you have to really be looking around, man. Because listen, if it wasn't okay, and good for that young man, he did the right thing. He did the right thing. He did the God honest, the good thing. Nope, God doesn't like that. But, God's like, God's I said, like, I was looking out, kiddo. Yeah, I left that for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you or, idiot. Or, or you go through like the, I I want some Robin Hood shit. You go to go through the uh the nearest uh nearest hood around there and just You ain't gonna make it out. Hey man, listen, I'm driving. They, they gonna, <laughs> I'm driving. They gonna sun, take you. Sunroof, sunroof that shit. Man. Hey, you know how long you gotta do that for? You're gonna be doing hey, it like it stacks. thirty it's minutes. Stacks. <laughs> it stacks. It's stacks. Oh, man, it's tossing stacks. Tax. Were you like Willie Wilson giving out free money? 
Hey, and you know what? Real quick, you brought. You know, you could give it to a soup kitchen, then. You I don't could have to you, just throw it on the ground. Where could go go give it to the go give it to the covenant. Real quick about Willie Wilson ass. Shout out to Willie Wilson for giving out there and passing out as 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 said said the money, no doubt. Pass out the PPE, no doubt. But why the hell is Willie Wilson talking about he want to open up a hundred something black churches right now? Did y'all see that story? Mm-mm. I saw he, brother. Go ahead, please continue. Okay, so now Willie Wilson, uh, after after he done passed out the PPE mask, now he said, okay, now nah, get your asses back to church. He talking about he want to open up over a hundred churches here in the city. Him and some other black pastors got together talking about <laughs> we need to go ahead and open these churches back up. They essential. Willie, Willie, the folks about your age and look like you are dying at a higher clip than anybody else with this Rona. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't, I don't understand half the things that you say, but I know you're a smart man. Why would you say some shit like that? Why would you want to open up these churches? I was watching the news yesterday, and there was this brother on there who looked sh- shifting and shady as you know what, talking about he got to get back to church and congregate. And I said, this mf right here and said the churches are essential too. And I'm like, you thirsty, greedy bastards, right? You sitting here like, man, I'm a risk it, man. We got to get these, our coffers are dry. We got to get some, some bodies up in here. Man, if you don't sit your ass down, man, and, and pray cyber remotely through a- uh, Right, like, YouTube. Even, even if, let's just say, benefit of the doubt, right? You have a lot of older people, that's, that's mostly older people go to church, right? Let's just say a lot of them don't have internet or don't have a, 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 a smartphone like that, and they miss their congregation, they miss their, their, uh, their fellowship. I get that, right? But you're, the high, you're at a higher risk now we know everybody can get it, everybody can die, but you're still at a higher risk. Why, 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 why? I, 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 why? Because going oh, back, to, going back to, to the last story, it's in God's hands. That's how they look at it. It's oh, in God's man. hands. What was that's a, why I would have kept that money. What was somebody's grandson or granddaughter like, you ain't taking your ass to church? Oh, somebody sent out that, like, man, Willie, sit your ass down. Thank you for the mask. <laughs> Thank you for the mask, sir. But Wait. sit your ass. This is the same dude that want to open Megfield's Megfield back up, cause he just he like to come in right there on the leg. <laughs> this is how players. This is how players do it. They land right on the leg, baby. You never seen nothing like this before. Let me sing this gospel melody for you. No. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, this is an interesting one over stuff that's popping around. It doesn't make any sense. One thing I just don't understand why people are following this kid. So on Friday. Uh, yesterday, rather, uh, a week after Snoop called the media out for coverage of rapper and fellow informant, Takashi uh, responded to Uncle Snoop with the post of his own. In a video clip, uh, 6 9 is watching an interview with Suge Knight where Knight talks about Snoop continuously skating legal troubles, insinuates he's an informant. Oh, Takashi okay. continues to go at Snoop, claiming that there's paperwork online that proves that the Long Beach legend has worked with the police in the past. Snoop then took his own shots at the Gooba rapper. That's his song that's out now. Goober? Yeah, Gooba. I haven't. Gooba? I think I, I, I've only heard it because people have posted it. I don't, I never listened to his music like that before. I know he I had like I've a, ever heard one song. Yeah, of his. He had a song with like Tory Lanez. I remember seeing a video back before he got, he got, uh, I, I wasn't into it. Mm. I don't like people using N words, especially if they're not black in the first place. So he always turned himself off to me. All right. <clears throat> this is what Snoop said. Last time you said something, I ain't had time. But today, I got time. 
You better get the fuck off my line, nigga. Rat boy. You really better leave me alone. I ain't the one. No way. No way. Go on and do your shit and get out my way, bitch. You funky dog head, rainbow head, dog head, bitch. Yeah, you. Better leave the dog alone. Go find you a cat. Tom and Jerry shit. You fuck with the dog. Nothing nice. Bitch. Rat boy. Funky dog headed rainbow head <laughs> dog head bitch. <laughs> was, I watched him say this part, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like he said to Gail, and we've used that same dog edit. I'm about to ask you, were you making that up or did he really no, say he that? said that? No, that's verbatim, buddy. That's verbatim, all right? That's great. You rainbow rat head. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, this is a Takashi is like, this is only funny to old heads because Snoop put out a video that's called like uh, something about a snitch and basically said it's only funny to feed people 50 dough, but this is the last part. So Snoop is like, look, basically Snoop is like, stop lining a line on me. Me and Suge are cool now. And that if Suge really thought that I had snitched on him, we wouldn't be cool right now. So stop trying to spread that rumor about me or whatever. Because if I tried to if I tried to go into it, it's too many edits in this that I have to be you have to bleep me out if I go into what Snoop was saying right here or whatever. But uh yeah, that that was uh Takashi 69 Snoop Dogg business. So real quick. I saw him the other day, and again, I don't see him because I don't follow Takashi 69 but again, he's so popular, he will end up on your thread. I saw him talking about that a uh, billboard or whatever, they did something to where he, he, should, he should say he should have the number one record, but they manipulated or whatever. So he's doing well. Uh, unfortunately, he's doing well. Um, I don't like, listen, I'm not a, a hood dude like that, quote unquote. I do believe if, if you're in something you shouldn't be dropping dimes on something if you're involved in something you shouldn't be snitching on people that was involved in it you know what i'm saying it's different if you're a regular joe and you go to the authorities but if you this quote-unquote badass you take take that time that you you know you, you get what you get when you play in a game like that is snitching cool now is being a rat to the fans it doesn't matter cool? it, it doesn't it, matter remember remember what's the name from uh uh from um paid and fool what what who does a uh, camera play rico I think so. I haven't right. seen that movie in so long. So, yeah. like a couple years ago, two or three years ago, he got out, right? Mm-hmm. And people was like, "Hey, Rico back!" And people was like, "Wait, y'all celebrating the fact that he back?" And this, I'm talking, this old school. So we try to look at these kids and just put it on these kids and be like, "It's y'all." No, nah, this is this is old shit. Like I know cats. Listen, you know how I'm out of the loop. I was talking like again. You, I basically, I mean, I came to Facebook late. I mean, mm-hmm. Sydney was on uh, Twitter before I was on Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. I was on Twitter before I was on Facebook, right? So anyway, one of my partners I grew up with, right, was a cat that me and him was cool, but I never trusted him, right? Actually, one day I just got, I had a, a new Cherokee, right, and uh, it was me a bunch of cats in front of my crib, and um, he's like, "Man, can I see? Can I? Um, you know, I just want to see your car, or whatever." I really didn't like give him my keys, but I was like, yeah, you can, you know, you can sit in that bitch real quick or whatever. Motherfucker pulls off of my truck. Right? Oh, he wanted them motherfuckers, huh? Yeah, I jumped on the hood of that bitch. So now we're driving, going down my block. I'm on the hood. I'm like, pull this bitch over because I'm not getting off. Because I know if I let this truck go, he's gone. Right? Like this, I ain't, my shit's up, right? I may get it back, but it ain't going to be today, right? 
Like he backs up, parks, parks my truck, whatever, whatever, whatever. Point because I never trusted him. I never understood why my friends trusted him the way they trusted him. But this is where me and my friends started growing apart. Mm-hmm. They started being more into the streets. I started being with just girls and mm-hmm. sports. So anyway, uh, my friend had posted one day like, yeah, so-and-so did, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, damn, Shotty really did. Not getting, no, he snitched. So he's dead to them. Oh. Oh. Right? So that's what, so it was like, and it's like, oh, okay, now I, I understand. Like, oh, yeah. he didn't die, but since he's he snitched, it's like they don't, nobody, you know. He's, Might mess with him no more. Nobody mess with him, basically. So still, I, I do think, you know, for our generation, there's still something to be said. Even though a lot of people in our generation have snitched. I know the first time my brother went to jail, I mean, he really didn't have to go to jail because they didn't have really have him. But the people he was with basically snitched and he didn't he should have just lied his way, tried to hold on to his lie. But he didn't, you know what I'm saying? But um, again, it's, it, it goes and it comes when it comes to snitching. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to say, like, OK, yeah, I just I snitched on somebody that was about to blow up a bank or some shit. I don't know. Something like that. That's not snitching. That's not that's snitching. That's, that's called snitching. being a good citizen. Right. Yes, that's not snitching. <laughs> but. Just the glorification of him coming out, and also too, it's kind of like a lot of the shit he's talking about. He ain't really did. He's not really. What the fuck you do? Like, ah, I don't know. Hey, you still get to talk. So this is the problem I have. Hey, you still talking shit? That's the thing. Because we used to. Those are the people you want to get your hands. Those are the dudes that talk. This is back in the nineties when when you're talking to a girl on the phone or some boy from around their house come on come on the phone and start trying to act hard and you on the phone. You like, I just wish I could get my hands yeah. on you. Yeah, he one of them cats. It's like, let me just get my hands on you. Smack his ass. Okay, whatever. Right, right, all right. No, that uh, that's kind of crazy. Boosie Badass is catching more heat this week over claims he got an adult to perform oral sex on his underage son and nephews. Quote. Oh, it was more than just his son? Yes. Oh. Quote. I'm training these boys right. I'm training these boys right, man. He said during the Instagram live set. <laughs> ask, ask, ask any of my nephews. Ask any of them. Ask my son. Yeah, when he was 12, 13, they got head. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Hell, yeah. Fuck it. My son. I, my, I got family members upstairs. I can't say this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So, yes, a grown ass woman, grown, uh, super grown, super grown. Checked his ass out. Checked out all my nephews. Super grown. Is she grown? She checked me out. I know that's what the f she did to them. She checked me out. That means she gave met you right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm getting them prepared. Boosie claims that he has shown his son how to put on a condom uh, when he was only nine or ten years old. Oh wow. Yeah, that's how they raise him. I don't care what y'all say. He continued. It's better than watching cartoons. That's why they all have iPhone 11s. They can watch as much porn as they want. It's better than watching cartoons and them than two men's kissing. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, that's the way we raise them. That's just how it is. Yeah, twenty five dollars. Ooh, you nasty. Um. Okay, wait a minute. This 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 has to go to you first, Ken, because you the one with the son. Oh uh, no. wait, can I can I? Get no 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 no. Oh, go, 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 go ahead, Ryan. on the Ken, but go ahead, Ryan. Did he say he didn't want them watching cartoons because two men will be kissing on the or, cartoon? I, not in the cartoons. I it's think better he, than them watching cartoons with two men kissing. Oh, what cartoons? Watching which cartoons got two men kissing? <laughs> that's, so, that's so random. They, do some, they can do some extra stuff on SpongeBob if y'all don't know. I don't watch. Yeah. I, I didn't grow up like, there. I just watched our episode one day and I was like, oh. <laughs> 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 I 
I said, okay. well, I said this, is a different, this is a different generation. We can, all right. Ken, you got the floor. What does he get right? You, what does he get wrong? Yeah, you he ain't got, the- got nothing right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, first of all, so first of all. So what I say was, you, Davis? <laughs> I, was, I, was a, I was a young, uh, it wasn't about an adult, uh, uh, someone that was older than me. But I was, I was uh, molested as a, as a shorty mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm sure there are some things about it that have affected me in my life. Maybe it affects my relationships, you know, to a certain degree. Uh, I'm sure a, a psychologist would probably say something to that degree. Um, no, nah, like my son's 11 now. And I mean, I don't know if he's kissed a girl. According you know to Boosie, you late to the game. I'm not doing my job, according to Boosie. According to Boosie, you ain't yeah, doing your job, son. I need, to, I need to be like, more porn on your phone, boy. I'm all porn. I don't like these video games. Porn. <laughs> Slippery sluts three. They might kiss and matter. You know, I mean, I, I, I think it's easy um, when you're a male, you know, to, uh, to to kind of fall in sexist lines. But I really mm-hmm. guard myself against that. I mean, I, I want to try to raise both of my kids similar as far as having a daughter and a son. As far as uh, I want them to be able to talk to me about sex um, and be open with it. But I mean. Why would I? Um, why would I just bring the real life and think about how initially those young men had to be maybe afraid initially? But I would maybe not. I don't know. This may be so <laughs> they, so common. They come, that, they come from the loins of boots, so maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. Um, but uh, definitely, there's some harm. And then on top of that, the the young lady. I'm sure. I'm sure he paid her. Um, you got some young lady uh, sitting there giving head to some some young ass. But like, I remember my cousin, uh, his stepfather. He, he's my older cousin. And he told me that his stepfather basically had one of his girls do him when he was a teenager, right? And I was like, well, damn. Like right? 13 or 14 or like 16 or 17? Four, I would say somewhere between like 14 and 16, I would think, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that that's cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking my... I remember back in the days when you used to go to the, 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 the bunny ranch and get your son broken in, quote unquote, that's what the stories were or whatever. I have no plan on that. If he can't get ass off GP, he ain't my boy in the first place. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> you better be able to go out there and get you some ass when you <laughs> come back oh, home. So you better let me smell your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I'm trying to. Uh, wait a minute. So oh. hold on, hold on. My, this is the first thing I thought of. Mm-hmm. I think that's like statutory rape. It's facts. It's not like it's rape, boy. I <laughs> said I think that's like sexual rape. Wait a minute. So I, where are these I, parents I, at? Where's the baby mamas and where's the, baby the nephews? Where's the nephews' parents at? Where's it's like, no, yeah, you said you suck. Oh, he's got him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I'm thinking like, okay, I'm, I know he, sh- I know he damn sure ain't getting nobody no names. So that's one thing too. So, but I would wonder. I would. I would. I would fear that somebody be like. Hey, yo, Boosie, we want to take a talk. We want to have a talk with you right quick. You basically said on social media, which is around the world, that you basically set up some rape. Even though in y'all in your mind is good intentions, I'm getting him ready. That's rape. <laughs> so why hasn't anybody talked to Bootsy yet? Has anybody well, reached out to Bootsy? Think about how we look at males when it comes to that situation. Like again. True. Um, you know, I've talked about some of the stuff that's happened to me in the past. And initially it was kind of like, yeah, right. And it's like, you would do get over it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's kind of the mentality uh, for the most part. That, I mean, as sexist as we are towards women, there is a sexism when it comes to males where 
that's supposed to be what you want. Um, and, and the younger, in some ways, the younger, the better shows some a masculine uh, in your bravado. And um, I think we're just kind of waking up out of that type of mind frame and knowing that that's bullshit and that yeah. a child's mind is delicate. And I mean, not to tell you that you can't teach them about being prepared. Like you say, I mean, sex nothing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sex education. Yes. Yeah. And uh, open lines of communication. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm here, you know, you listen, I remember one of my guys, uh, the first time he had a problem, like, you know, kind of getting it up. We was like, uh, I may have been a senior, he's a junior. And he came to me and he's like, man, you know, and I'm like, dude, that shit happens. And he was, he felt like he couldn't talk to anybody about it. Right. 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 And I think it, I had, had the first time maybe it happened to me, it was like four or five months prior to that or whatever. Um, probably just needed to use the toilet but um still like it's just one of those things you want to have good commu- flows of communication but this is uh child abuse you know what i'm saying i don't yeah. i don't even care if people don't think i'm cool by saying it but i'll stop and let the rest of you guys get in here before we get out of here uh really? sydney i know you got something to say i know you was busting them down at 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the previous fight. No, but um, uh, we talked about this before, Ken. When we were kids, uh, it, we had to work and go and search for sexual um, uh, films and pictures right. and things along, that right. line, uh, along those lines. But today, uh, being the parent, uh, of course, you and D can attest to this. It's more challenging today because kids have social media and they have the cell phones. We didn't have that back in the day. So right. it's really the onus on the parents to monitor your kids social media uh, time because they're exposed to uh, much stuff much earlier than we were and their minds are still developing especially when you become a preteen and a teenager so oh, if man. you're a parent you had to get on top of that and stay on top of that uh, right away and think about the relationship connecting in his mind with women are going to do with how to treat women right mm-hmm. exactly yeah i feel really bad for the kids just because i mean we don't know what kind of people we are at that age and who we grew up to be. And like you said, Ken, there's a lot of pressure. Like when you're in high school, you got to be chasing women or locked down in a committed relationship. Otherwise what's wrong with you? Right. If you're a guy. Yeah. So maybe these kids, like if they were 21 and look back, they might say, I I didn't give a damn about sex like that. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't want to just have it forced upon me. Like that's Mm -hmm. not what I'm about. And maybe some people when they're younger know like, Hey, that's just what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. Okay, but that shouldn't be pushed upon anybody. Man, listen, I just saw Mean Girls for the first time. And as I was watching it, I'm thinking about Grace and how in her life when she gets to high school. This right here is on a whole other level. Yeah. On a whole other level. It'd be good. It'd be funny if one of them girls would be twerking in front of Bootsy on his Instagram, turn around like, you know you raped them kids, right? (laughs) (laughs) Be popping her ass like, why you raped them kids? (laughs) Get off my line. Get off my line. Take that twenty five dollars back from her. Fucking Bootsy. All right. Hey, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at D and David Show. I'm on Twitter at Demons One, IG as well. IG uh and Twitter at that's David. Same thing at Sid at Sid Kid eighty and Ryan B Ski and Ryan B Ski one. Hey, don't um don't get your kids molested. I think that's a key one in parenting. Don't get your kids molested. Don't pay to get your kids molested. Please be safe. Uh, we'll definitely be back with for last dance interviews. Uh, definitely from the Indiana the seven game series against the Pacers and also the two finals against Utah. And I'll uh, make sure you continue to support Dan Davis and we always appreciate it. Don't do anything crazy for you from us again. We go. Keep your hands to yourself. The flip. <laughs>